So, welcome everyone. It's great to see so many of you all dressed up. Girls look beautiful. Men, boys, boys. <laughs> Hopefully on your way to being good men. So as I was praying over what to say, I, the first thing that came to me were the wounds of Jesus. Right? Because it says in the gospel that he shows his wounds to the disciples. Have you ever thought about how scary it would have been to be the apostles and they're sitting up in that room, they think Jesus is dead, right? And then all of a sudden, he's in their midst. This was the guy that they, they denied. They told him, they, Peter said, I don't know who this guy is. They all betrayed him. They all ran away from him. And all of a sudden, boom, there he is. I would have been terrified. It would have been like, if, you know, like if I was standing here and all of a sudden I was just like, God, can you, you know, answer me? And God answered me. And I'm like, God, answer me. You yes. know? What do you want from me? What? See how weird that is? <laughs> now, y'all know that's Deacon Randy, right? <laughs> but in a second, you're kind of like, what the? Imagine what that would have been like. And then he shows him the wounds. Why does he show him the wounds? Because he says, it's like saying, you did this. All of us, by our sin, by how mean we are to one another, by what we say to one another, we cause the wounds. But then he says this, kids. Peace be with you. It's okay. I still love you. There is nothing, kids, there is nothing you can do to get away from God's love. He loved us so much that he left us something so that we would know his love and it would always be here and we could always go and visit it. And it's what you're going to receive tonight. It's the Eucharist. What do we believe the Eucharist is? I'm just going to ask you a few questions, kids. See how well you learn this year. Hope, this is going to make me look bad. If, yeah. We believe it's Jesus. It's God, right? Sometimes I think when I hand out communion, I shouldn't say the body of Christ. I should just say God. God, God, Might, you know, maybe get that in their heads. But here's the thing. How do we know it's Jesus? Because he told us. You guys, how do kids know this and adults don't? Good job. He told us. He said at the Last Supper, that he took a piece of bread and he said, this is my body. He took a cup of wine and said, this is my blood. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. These aren't tricky, kids, okay? You can all answer in unison. Well, I'll call on you. So when G you remember when the, the guy was blind? There was a blind guy, and Jesus met the blind guy, and he said to the blind guy, see, and what happened? He saw. <laughs> that was great. And then when he sees a guy that can't walk, he walks over to him, he says, get up, walk. And what happens? He walks. And he's out, on the he's out on the ship, remember? He's out in the boat, and the storm is it's just almost capsizing the boat. And the disciples are like, Jesus, save us. And the disciple, Jesus stands up, and he says, quiet. 
And what happens? It all goes quiet. So here's the question of all questions. And Jesus takes a piece of bread and he says, this is my body. What happens to it? It is his body. And if Jesus said it, we have no right to question it because we believe, he, we believe he's God. But here's a question for you, kids. What happens like, so you're going to come forward today, right? You're going to receive your first Holy Communion. What if you don't feel anything? Oh, I didn't expect an answer. <laughs> These guys are geniuses. Who are your teachers? <laughs> My goodness. <clears throat> and how do we know that? Because he told us. There's a lot of times, kids, when stuff is happening, but you think nothing's happening. That happens a lot. I think I told you guys, but for some of you that weren't there, I want to, you know what, do you, do you remember, did I tell you about Chinese bamboo? Do you remember that? So some of the, I think some of the school kids didn't hear this, but I'm just, just really quick. Chinese bamboo, when you plant the seed, the first year, you till the soil, you water it, you fertilize it, guess what happens? Nothing. The second year, you till the ground, you fertilize it, you water it, guess what happens? Nothing. The third year, you till it, you water it, you fertilize it. Guess what happens? Nothing. The fourth year, you till You see what you get figuring this out? You till it, you water it, you fertilize it. Guess what happens? Nothing. But in the fifth year, oh yeah. In the fifth year, that plant will grow 90 feet in five weeks. They say you can actually watch it grow. So what was happening during those first four years? There were roots going long, wide, and deep to support this 90-foot tree. But it looked like nothing was going on. With God, kids, something's always going on. Always. And just as I didn't tell the school kids about bamboo, I didn't tell all the rest of you, but I did tell the school kids, about a guy named Jamie Fitzgerald. Jamie Fitzgerald is a fascinating man. He does all these weird things. Like, if it's impossible to do, he wants to do it. And one of the things he did is he got into a rowboat. And he left the coast of Africa. And he rowed in a rowboat across the Atlantic Ocean. 3,100 miles he rowed. And he had a partner. And they were rowing. He said the first day, it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Pristine. He says, the beautiful, most beautiful the ocean's ever been. He said the second day was the most horrific day he's ever had in his life. The wind was against him. The currents were against him. The waves were almost, almost capsizing the boat. And they had to make a decision. Do we keep rowing? Or do we throw out the sea anchor? And so they rode and rode and rode and rode and rode, and then they checked the GPS, hadn't moved. So they said, let's throw out the sea anchor. To, 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 to tell you what a sea anchor is, because the ocean's really deep. Did you know that? So you can't put it on like a rope. So it's this big like parachute, 
and it goes out in front of the boat, and as the wind's pushing you this way, the drag on the parachute slows you down. Doesn't stop you, but it really slows you down. So they threw out the, the sea anchor for five minutes, and it was pushing them back, because not only the winds, but the currents were pushing. So he said, pull it in. And they then rode, kids, for 40 hours straight. And when they got done with the 40 hours and the seas had calmed and the wind had calmed, they checked their GPS. They had not moved. They were in the same place of planet Earth than when they first started. And he said, I almost lost all hope. But then they had a phone, a satellite phone, and their coach who was on the coast of Africa called them and said, boys, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And he's like, what are you talking about? We haven't moved. All we've done is row all night and nothing's happened. And he's like, well, I hate to tell you this, but you're actually in first place by 30 miles. Because everybody else just gave up, threw out their anchors, just drifted along, went with, the went with the currents, just like people are doing in the world right now. I do what I want, when I want, how I want. You know, at the end of that race, Jamie Fitzgerald and his partner won, and they, made a, they set a world record. And you know what second place, you know how far second place was behind them? 30 miles. That race was won on day two. Kids, if nothing's happening, something's always happening. God's always doing something. But what he asks of you more than anything is just to stay faithful. And parents, this is for you too. These kids are here. I don't know if you know this, but they can't drive. I know they want to. Michael does, I know for sure. They can't drive, but they love Jesus, and they want to be with him. And it's your duty. You promised at their baptism that you would raise them in the faith. You promised that. It's not up to me. It's up to all of you. I'm here to help, for sure. And I'll do whatever I can. I love these kids, and I want to see them all be saints. But they need your help. And when sports come up and, 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 and vacations come up, they need to know that Jesus is most important. My mom, God bless her soul, she died three years ago. My mom made me go to Mass every single Sunday. And when I was little, it was fine. When I got big, it wasn't fine anymore. And one morning she came in. I was a, I was a junior in high school. She said, get up, we're going to Mass. And I said, no. And she just walked out. And I was like, well, that was easy. Should have done that before. So I rolled over, went back to sleep. Within a minute, my mom came in with a five-gallon bucket of ice water and threw it all over me, my bed, everything. And she said, get up. <laughs> but you know what? As hard as that was, my mom instilled something in my heart. And that was, Jesus is very, very important to her. And I loved her. And because I loved her, I loved him. And my dad did the same thing. So be good parents. Kids, be good kids. And remember, just because you think nothing's happening, 
with God, things are always happening. 